Okay, today I want to talk about a subject which might be very sensitive to a lot of people, but I'll just take head on because I don't think it's talked about enough with enough detail and um, people come to the wrong conclusions. So the question is, do I have to associate with my family? Well, let's think about this. First of all, um, I heard a lot of times growing up, family, family is everything. There's nothing more important than family as a bit of a doctrine, as a bit of a just thrown out there as truth. Let's analyze it. First of all, this is the logic that the mafia uses, right? So it's like saying, well, you know, this is it. This is the group. You have to be with this group. And of course, if you have to be with anybody or with anything, then that is based on violence, right? If you're forced to be. And the second question is, would you hang around with these people in your family? This can be your parents. This can be your siblings. If they weren't your family. If not, why not? If yes, why? You see, because as you go on the journey of self-discovery, there comes a time where you decide that you understand that there's a way that people have to treat you in order to associate with you. And we're very good with voluntary, unchosen associations. And it's no problem to have them treat us the way that we want to be treated. Usually. Although some of us allow our friends to treat us in ways that we don't like or that don't fulfill our needs. Yet, we feel some sort of commitment to family very often. Even though the emotional pain that can be triggered by that is amazingly intense. Even though our growth and progression along our chosen road can be very stunted, held back by this association. Even though old fears can come up, and even though abuse in some form can continue to take place. While we're actually associated even as adults with our parents. So let me go to Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. You can find all about it at cnvc.org or um, Google Marshall Rosenberg and you can find an entire nonviolent communication seminar on YouTube. Um, there's a member called Echo Homo Zen, I believe, who has that posted, and that's fantastic. Watch that for an excellent introduction to nonviolent communication. I think it's about six hours long and um, gives you all of the basics about a way of communication and a way of interacting that you may have never seen in your entire life because yeah we're not trained that way in fact we're trained to do the opposite but if you've dove divin in <laughs> dived into nonviolent communication the way I have then let me first define abuse. Because abuse is a judgment. And how do we know something's abuse? Everyone's calling everything abuse nowadays. 
Um, according to Marshall Rosenberg, and this is his definition, and I agree with it, violence is using threats, blame, guilt, punishment, reward to manipulate someone else. So a threat of violence or threat of punishment or reward or guilt, blame, shame to get someone to do something. One more time. Threat, blame, shame, guilt, punishment, or reward to get someone to do something. That's what violence is about. Violence is about someone's not doing something the way that I want them to. Therefore, I'm going to get them to do it a different way. And instead of asking them to do it, and if they don't do it, accepting that, I'm going to make them do it. And that's how violence works. And our entire uh, society, Western society from top to bottom, is structured on violence. Um, Politicians tell citizens what to do, otherwise they send out the police, or if another country doesn't do what the what the um, leaders of another country want, then they send the whole army to uh, violently force the people to do what it is they should be doing. And if they can't force them, then they'll incarcerate them. Um, if they resist incarceration, they will be killed. Um, we're living in a bit more civilized society, perhaps, you might say, than than a while back. So the violence sometimes isn't quite as intense quite as quickly, but basically that's what it boils down to. If you do resist, you will be killed. Or shot, at least, or tasered, you know, if they can do that. But if they can't safely taser you, and if you're resisting with a lot of force, then they'll use equal or greater force and kill you. So, politicians make us do what the politicians decide. And the politicians, of course, are influenced and purchased by people with lots of that which the politicians want, which is money, access to power. What else? So in school, students have to do what teachers say. And what happens if they don't? Well, first of all, um, they get low grades, which will prevent them from getting good jobs, which will prevent them to get from getting money, which is the way we in society judge how important someone is, how much money they have and how much money they get. And yes, if someone really acts up, then nowadays, you know, they can be punished by having to stay in school more. If they act up extremely, theoretically, they can be expelled from school. Um, also, they can be placed on psychoreactive drugs to get them to sit still and be quiet. Uh, all these are punishments because the teacher knows what needs to be learned, what needs to be done, and will force the child, basically, with all of these coercive measures, to do what needs to be done. And if that isn't done, then... then all of these measures result and uh, the violence is shown. You have to. You don't have a choice. Um, a boss has often uses violence. Yeah, it can be... You can have a cooperative business relationship, but basically most businesses are run. The boss tells you what to do. You have to do it. If you don't, you'll be fired. So that's a th- form of punishment, right? 
Um, and parents, of course, treat children as if they were chattel ownership. They have to do what mommy wants when mommy wants it. Otherwise, you know, used to get a spanking. Maybe you still get a spanking or you get a timeout. Basically, the point is to break the child of its will to convince it, first of all, in the family, that you have to do some things that other people choose for you that they decide are right. And if you don't, then you will be aggressed against in any way that's necessary until you give up your will, which is your most precious possession and your freedom, and obey whoever is decided that they have power over you. So you say, of course, you say perhaps, well, of course, that's how things are. How else could they be? Well, what would happen if these were all voluntary connections? What if the politicians had to convince us that smoking marijuana was horrible and that we shouldn't do it? How would they do things differently instead of using the power of the gun to force people to stop and if not to throw them in prison? How would things be different if your boss had to convince you that something was the right thing to do for everyone? How would things be different if the teacher had to either convince the student that what needed to be learned was important or provide another um, series of information or teaching that fit the student? What would happen if children could decide what they wanted to do? without aggressing upon the parents so the children don't have the right to take any property from the parents or to attack the parents, of course, but uh, that the parents had to convince children logically about what they need to do or what they think is important and uh, would back down if the children were able to convince them otherwise or not be convinced. Well... What I hear you saying is that would be absolute chaos. We can't have everyone doing what they want because that would be absolute chaos. But what a beautiful chaos that would be, really. So, back to our question. Do you have to associate with your parents? Well, basically, look at how it's set up. Are you being guilted, blamed, shamed, or threat with punishment or reward to be with your parents or spend time with him. I'm choosing parents just as that's probably the most likely place where violence is coming from. It could be siblings as well. But with this definition of violence, trying to force people to do things based upon these principles, um, you know, guilt is a big thing. I, I, Definitely. Oh, your your father loves you so much. Your mother loves you so much. How many times have you heard this? It doesn't matter if your father beats you three times a week. Your father loves you so much. It doesn't matter if your father screams at you and calls you names. Your father loves you so much. It doesn't matter if your uh, father comes home drunk and can't spend any time with you or connect to you in any meaningful way. Your father loves you so much. Yeah, you hear these con conflicting ideas when you're in a sick family, and there's a lot of families, but uh, this, your father loves you so much, is just trying to create guilt to control you. That's all it is. Or your mother cares about you so much, she's sacrificed so much for you. 
Mm-hmm. I already looked at. There's a Mother's Day video linked from from my page, where it says, "Yeah, did you know? Did your mother choose to have a baby because of you or because of her? She didn't even know you when she got pregnant, right?" It was her goal to have a baby for who? For her, right? So there are no unchosen positive obligations, as Stefan Molyneux says. You don't have to do anything for anyone simply because of something that someone did in the past. You might as well say, oh, your great-great-grandfather did this, therefore you have to. No, your great-great-grandfather had his life and did it, and he can't make you do anything in the present unless he provides you with an incentive or a way to convince you to do it now. He can't force you, right? He's gone. So just the same thing. Oh, your mother did all this for you. Therefore, you have to love her. You have to spend time with her, even if she's a bad influence on you, even if you're abused in her presence, even, even, even. And the power that is used to get you to do this is guilt or blame. Oh, if you'd been with your mother, you know, she's suffering so much. You're causing all her problems shame. Oh, what a bad child you are. You're not spending time with your mother. Or punishment. Well, that's fine then. I'll just write you out of the will. Or reward. Well, why don't you come spend time with me and we'll we'll go to the beach and do that thing that you want to do, right? So all of these things are ways to manipulate you away from that which inside you know you don't want to do. And they're perfectly accepted in our society. We, we talk about um, you know how to train children, how to raise children. And basically, it's the same way as we train a dog with um, stimulus response, punishment, and reward, pain, and pleasure, just trying to get the behavior we want out of it. And when you do that, of course, what you realize is if you've been raised that way, at some point you wake up and say, wow. I'm completely lost in this because I've been punished and rewarded so much to be what others want me to be. I have virtually no contact left to what's really inside me and what my real passion, my desires are, my own energy has been completely sublimated uh, and and not destroyed, but um, pushed down under all this pressure. So with these definitions... I think it's easy to see that you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, and you don't have to associate with anyone you don't want to associate with, not even your family, if it's not a positive situation for you. And, you know, if you put yourself in a situation that you don't really like, that you're not enjoying, then what does that do to you? It pulls your energy down, it pulls your motivation down, it makes you feel bad, it makes you feel yucky, and then... What kind of energy do you have left either for those who, who need you, you know, quote, need you? Could you benefit from your, your energy, your time, such as your family and everyone else? You know, if you damage your own energy, your own inner light, your own um, excitement, your own joy, then you have less light to give to the world around you. So spend that time, spend that energy with those who connect you to your greatness, to your energy, to to your love, to your joy, those those who you enjoy hanging around, and um, who don't use blame, shame, punishment, guilt, reward, to try and get you to do what it is they want. And this is why I love hanging around with children. I mean, these concepts are 
foreign to them. They may be angry. They may try and lash out or whatever. Um, but it's very difficult. They, they have to learn how to manipulate. <laughs> and they do after some time, unfortunately, in our culture. But um, initially, they're completely without these things. They say directly what they want, and they go get it. So... I hope that's helpful. This is a rather short recording, but it's um, an important concept that free, you have free association with whoever you want, and you need to associate with those who help you be what you want to be and move you forward. This has been Ryan O'Rock from com. Thank you for listening.